0: Was that the clapper?
1: That was a clapper. That's how I get her all synced up. Elijah Namark. Is am I saying that right?
0: I think so. Relative. Um, I mean, you can let me know
1: if I'm I butchering it.
0: My my ancestors pronounced it Neymar.
1: Neymar. oh yeah. I like it. It yeah. sounds a little more exotic to me. Yeah. So Sweet. <laughs> well, thanks for being on, man. And like I was telling you right before, uh, episode thirty for me, man. So this is is a milestone podcast for me.
0: Cool, it's my very first podcast for me, so it's another milestone in my book as well. Hey, two <laughs> milestones! Give <laughs> me a little bump on
1: that one, sweet man. <laughs> uh, pumped to have you, dude. Um, and then, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you want to start off with a little background, like, I mean, we both work for the Forest Service, but kind of outdoorsy and musical career and all that stuff. If you want to cover that,
0: I don't really know where to start. Huh? I don't either.
1: <laughs> I was kind of hoping you had. <laughs> Whatever uh-huh. you want. I mean, uh, I guess there's a lot to start off. With. Like, I guess, um, kind of like. A you're outdoorsy, bug. I mean, and you're well traveled too. So I kind of want to cover all that. Um, wha- have you been outdoorsy since a kid? I guess we'll start there.
0: Outdoorsy. You know, it's funny to think that being outdoors. I think my parents instilled it on me. Yeah. And I was. Uh, I played a lot of soccer growing up, and a lot of sports. I love sports. But my parents always took me camping and hiking and tried to get me outside. But really, I think I hated it when I was growing up, and they always had to like have incentives to be like all right if you freaking hiked the top of this mountain with us we're gonna buy you an ice cream you know like that kind of stuff or a squirt gun and i was like that was the only reason i did it (laughs) how you care less about the outdoors and then in time i don't know what happened but you know you just just find yourself out there and yeah nice place to be
1: well like reward systems just seem to work with kids you know i remember like mowing the lawn for a cd when i was a kid you know i was like oh first it was cassette tape that's how old i am and then when I got older, it was like, if you mow the lawn, you get a, we'll go buy a CD. It's like, oh, man, you know. Yeah, so You want that CD. Yeah, now, now I don't mind mowing the lawn. It's not as fun as, like, just outdoor <laughs> recreation, but, you know, I don't mind mowing the lawn. just kind of hanging out, you know. Yeah. Man, my setup's been a little bit. I'm kind of tweaking it. Be a, a fight this whole whole time, I think.
0: It was nice because we can like adjust the mics, you know. We can like kind of lean back, yeah. Oh. Ah. Until, until, <laughs> until the, the little <laughs> light gets you. I'm gonna
1: yeah. have to replace that sucker, get yeah. something a little more low profile. <laughs> um, yeah. So then your parents were super outdoorsy growing up, got you outdoorsy, and then uh, you went to college and you're outdoorsy yet, or when, when did you bloom into an outdoorsman?
0: Whew. Good question.
1: Mm. We asked a tough question. Well, we, I asked tough questions on this podcast.
0: Yeah. I'd have to really go back and, and think about it when I really bloomed. But I will yeah. say there there was a big moment, I think. Um, I played uh, collegiate soccer and even, like, semi-pro soccer. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, like, indoor soccer. So it was, like, hockey. It was really, really cool. Fast-paced, like, fun. People like actually score goals, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, high <laughs> scoring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cool.
1: There's like, two points a game or something in some of the pro games.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, for, like, indoor stuff, we'd... You can get 10 goals pretty quick. It's a lot like hockey. So oh, wow. That's, that's you know, super cool. If, if you're a dominating team, you can really score points pretty quick. Yeah. It's funner to watch um, and play, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, so I was just really into soccer. Like, it was what I was basically living for. And then I went to college, played, and then, you know, had stuff happen along the way and with family and different things. And, and I just, like, my head wasn't in it. I was done yeah and uh the outdoors was that outlet from it was kind of that
1: transition the change of gears yep yep
0: and i really started just hiking mountain biking getting outside and that was just something about it just it was an escape it was get away from kind of that change of identity you go through you know yeah and i just found i found my place being outside so i think that's when it really hit home
1: Yeah, I want to say that seems more like the natural progression. If I look back, you know, if I think back on mine, like I I just always kind of considered myself outdoorsy, but I don't know. I mean, I I liked it, but it was more like I was part of a team doing it all the time, like the family aspect of camping as a kid and then uh, moving to Boy Scouts. And then in high school, you know, me and the buddies go camping. And then, uh, but I wasn't really like as, you know, like it's what I want to do now, like with all my free time, like get the family out and, go check out on a lookout or something or go for a hike or go to a mountain lake, you know, like it's, it's more of a driving factor now, I think. And then mine kind of came for me. That was when I got into college, I guess, and, and got into the forest service, you know, and started exploring more, I guess more on my own and more with the, with the forest service in general going on these cool hikes and places in my backyard that I I'd never been to. And I was like, wow, man, I can't believe this has been here the whole time. And I had no idea, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah.
1: So, and like you say, kind of a nice release and break from, from other things in life, you know? Yeah. Me- like, a medi- you know, people talk about like a moving meditation, kind of, you know, like going on a hike. Because unless you're just jamming some music out there, got some headphones on, but if you're just hiking and taking in everything, the smells, and, and like today, I, you know, went for kind of like a hike run to go time with these, uh, smoke jumper folks, the National Smoke Jumper Association, and, um, take some photos with them and just kind of like, um, Kind of do some PR work for what they're doing out there in the in the West Fork, and uh, yeah, I was like, just taking in like all the stuff, you know, being out there by myself, cause so like I wasn't like thinking, you know, about you know usually I'm like I'm hiking to a fire or whatever it might be for the job, but now I'm, I'm not in fire anymore, so I was just like taking all the different smells and the different things of the forest, and like the wind kind of kicked up as I was, as I was leaving, and there's a bunch of tall standing dead snags, I think from the two thousand fires back there, and uh, it it was making this cool like as the wind would build up it'd make this cool like scream and i was trying to get it on camera but i couldn't quite time it right but i mean just like little things like that that if i was just a little punk kid like in my teenage years i'd just be like yeah whatever it's just wind you know but now i'm like whoa that's cool and i'm you know taking it in more i guess
0: yeah yeah it's an opportunity to just like connect with uh nature yeah as we all know it's something about it the mysteries of, of nature
1: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean yeah, it's powerful stuff. I mean, I mean you even write songs about it, which we'll we'll get to.
0: That's true, yeah. I, I do like to write songs about being in nature. Yeah. Oh, man, you yeah. got a
1: talent, my friend. Um, so, when you went to school, did you go to school for GIS? What did you go to school for, I guess?
0: No, like, uh, undergrad. I actually went to school for biology and, uh, and chemistry. Oh, really? I actually had a sole goal to, like, there was a, a question I wanted to answer, and I worked, oh. it was in high school. It started out, and I was working at Costco, but I was working for this company called Eco Drink. Oh. And it had um this this supplement and it contained all the vitamins and minerals anyone needed. And you know, I'm I'm sitting there at this little food stand in Costco yeah. and just drinking Eco Drink. Like I'm gonna be just like on top of the world, be super jacked, feeling good. Yeah. And uh, you know, everything was going well until this guy who was working with I noticed he never drank it. And I was like, Hey, what's the deal? Yeah. he was like well, this stuff contains sucralose and it gave me thyroid problems. And I was like, interesting. Like yeah. it was the first time I ever thought that would the government, the FDA, whatever, put something in our food that could be like bad for us. I, I didn't believe it, but yeah. I didn't know what to do. So I went home and I researched as much as I could and um, couldn't really find good, good information. It was 50, 50. There was really? a lot of people who were skeptics and things saying like, it's terrible for you, you know, and, it's going to kill you. And other people saying like, it's not bad. And, uh, I don't know. I just like wanted to know the answer of what like chemicals and, and things in food were good and bad. And, and that was actually one of my reasons for studying biochemistry. I wanted to know and like find out the, you know, the processes and the reactions and the why. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it just led me in a kind of a funny direction, but, uh, so did that you figure out? What? What the su-
1: <laughs> yeah, did you figure out like what what sucralose like is it? Does it break down less? A pr- better preservative? Is like did you find that the mystery?
0: You know, I did a little bit of research into it. You know, w- when you're studying, y- y- you're in a textbook and you have all these examples, but you do try to apply it where you can. And yeah, it was hard to know. There are some, some like some synthetic chemicals that that are in there and in theory they might be bad but i came away with two conclusions number one is that um everyone has their own different biochemistry oh. and i think it's really important to just like kind of know yourself as much as you can and know what foods like are maybe good and bad and make you feel good and, and not you know and look in your ancestry and things like that because there's someone who could just have sucralose every day and live to be 100 someone else that could have him get cancer and super young you know you just don't know yeah and the second one is uh we didn't have a lot of long-term studies mm. we had a lot of short-term ones where you know you have high concentrations of of anything like let's say sugar uh or even water you know if, if you give someone enough water in a short amount of time seem like negative consequences you know yeah like it, you could maybe kill who knows what's gonna happen you know yeah uh, i think
1: if you get to a certain point it, your your body just shuts down like it can kill you if you have too much water isn't that weird yeah I'm, i yeah. first heard that i was like
0: no and so there's studies out there that are of along the lines of you know they have high concentrations of some chemical or substance in a short period of time and they do like you know guide to conclusions but what we're dealing with is our short concent like small concentrations over a long period of time and you just need time to have those studies and, and slowly now i think more things are coming out yeah. with kind of a long-term study It seems like last few years, least where I left off, really. So I don't really have any good conclusions. I was like, well, should be a little skeptical, but it's possible. Maybe not. I just try to eat healthy. Really, you know, just.
1: I was gonna say it seemed like it brought brought you on a good path because it seems like everyone I know that's uh, pretty health conscious. And mine started with my Crohn, so I kind of got forced into it. But having uh, that same idea that I've been, you know, talking with you and then um even some of my professors because i'm a and human performance and basically everyone's advice was never like a certain diet you know because like people always preach like whole 30 paleo carnivore and they're probably good ideas but I, i'm with you though i think it's more like what, what, what were your ancestors what were your ancestors eating you know and like were they healthy and you know a lot of times like you said you could be like seems like more of the italian background you could have like a lot of carbs and stuff and it doesn't seem to affect you as bad and for other folks who you know, like maybe like Native Americans who didn't really have the carbs, you know, it, it affects more of a negative way, it seems like, you know, and I don't know if that's a good, a good analogy but, uh, <laughs> or, you know, what are, what are we looking at, uh, if it's a good correlation there, but, uh, you know, something like that. You know, I like sugars, I guess, in the Native Americans, you know, like I'm, I'm part Native American, so I'm, I feel like it definitely affects my gut a lot more if I'm eating more sugar, in, you know, in my diet, even if it's supposed to be like, you know, more of the healthy, like, you know, uh, sugar it seems like it's still kind of can you make my gut a little irritable irritable if i overdo it yeah but that could be back to your principle about like even too much water will get you so maybe i'm overdoing it doing it
0: <laughs> yeah who knows? you just gotta you know it's the classic thing of just being aware of what you're putting in your body and, and when and the effects that it has, and yeah, it's, timing—it's up to you, you know, to say if it's good or bad. Yeah, really, you know, not someone else—they don't know you, they don't no. know your body.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, like so really, really being aware of it because uh, being like conscious of what what you're doing. Because like even like you said, what you put your body. I notice if I start the morning, I eat like if I eat food right away or have like a cup of coffee first thing. Or like get up first thing i do is coffee or food and i'm not my body's not happy with it you know like especially coffee so if i get a chance to get like at least usually probably like two cups worth of water or more you just start off that way and then a little bit of kombucha and kind of slowly wake my body up and then then i'll have some coffee and start and then food maybe like an hour or two into my morning you know so it's not like right away so I'm, i guess lately i've been doing this like healthier protein kind of shake you know in, in the morning and after all that stuff so it's like a little bit of a fast, uh, then coffee, and then a little bit more. You know, I guess coffee's still kind of a fast, um, and then you know into the, into the uh, protein shake, and then nothing solid for like two hours. I would say before after you know I'm awake. Uh, you ever mess with around with anything like that like fasting and?
0: Oh, actually, I have. Yeah, um, I have done some fasting, and I did it more to just like test my mind. You know, know. Yeah. that was the whole purpose. Um,
1: See how long you'd hold out before you gave in to the food? Is that what it was?
0: More or less. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it goes into like kind of a mindfulness aspect of things where, you know, we get hungry, we have an initial reaction. Maybe we get hangry. Mm. And if you like put yourself in a situation where you say, hey, like I'm not going to eat for X amount of time, like basically matter what (laughs) yeah um you 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 kind of have a different perception of what's going on you're just more aware of what your mind is doing and those cravings and you know i'm not saying we should be fasting and going on runs and might not be good for you but taking a day to just kind of just take it easy and be aware of what your body and your mind are saying and kind of challenge your mind and challenge those reactions that that can arise yeah um it's almost like a weird way to kind of strengthen the relationship you have with your mind so that like it's not always like overpowering or overtaking you you know
1: yeah like yeah cravings having control of those cravings and being conscious of it because like you said that hangry deal man like that makes me mad now and (laughs) when i see it in myself and and when i see it in somebody else but you know like my mom used to be uh real hangry we'd go on a road trip and all of a sudden it was just like a switch it was nuts man Yeah, yeah and she'd just be like out of nowhere and be like whoa we need to get some food in here <laughs> yeah. you know and then my dad though he's the opposite he could eat like work all day and be like, man i don't know if i've eaten anything yet today and i was like that's not healthy either but <laughs> you know because he's a carpenter so he'd be working away you know like building something and whatever he might have been into but it was usually something physical and i was like man you probably should put some calories in your body you're burning a lot of calories right now you know yeah so i was like oh, i'm trying to find some middle ground on that one you know but it's true because I, I felt at one time where i was getting a little hangry too, and even lashing out friends and loved ones uh, not like bad but like noticeable i was like man so maybe like irritated myself I was like man I, it's just a craving like i should be able to control that you know i'm not starving here you know
0: yeah more or less yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't really have uh i can't really be one to say whether one should fast or not it was just like testing out but i did yeah. notice some like, positive benefits like i know that if i'm getting hungry and I, i'm aware that i'm getting hangry like it's just like you said, like, just like trying to tell yourself, like, you're not going to die. Like you can get food in a few hours, you know, like yeah. just take it easy. And
1: yeah. And well, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like the only thing I ever noticed now is, uh, just a little, a little shaky. Like, I've, um, yeah. like I have, um, like high output day, like, well, um, me and my brother and my wife, we hiked down to Havasu Falls, uh, which is like in Havasu Havasupai or Supai, Arizona. And it's 10 miles one way. And then I'm, and it's mostly downhill on the way in and the way out, you know, it's all uphill pretty much. and at the end it's really uphill up out of the canyon like out of the grand canyon part of the grand canyon kind of and uh at the end of that sucker man i was i was shaky i was so hungry and um <laughs> it was like we had some snacks and stuff but it wasn't like really putting a dent in it and but it wasn't really my mood It was just like man i feel like just like kind of weak and stuff and i need, just need some some fuel and so we went to and and this is wild because my little brother kind of talked about this he's a long distance runner and he said uh he had a. And it was funny because he was talking about it as we we're hiking out, because he's probably thinking about all the calories we we're burning. But in one of the runner books he read, he's talking about like your uh, your body and your stomach being almost like an oven. And when the oven's hot, you can throw like anything in it. Like it just needs fuel when your when your body's really put a lot, getting a lot of output, I guess. And uh, and we eat that giant meal and drove back to montana from you know northern arizona all through the night i'm thinking like i'm just waiting for like my guts to be just upset with me you know like bloated crampy whatever you know like might come from eating in and out burger and i ate a lot of it and I was fine but it was, was kind of like what you saying i think is that my body was just like in this, in a depleted state and that a high caloric, caloric burn that it just kind of took whatever calories and especially like those kind of more like simple calories i think and, and just use them right into fuel instead of like you know, marinate it on for a little bit and, you know, like let them sit in my gut and kind of fester maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's no science behind that that, I, that I'm aware of. There probably is, but yeah. I don't know about it. But it was weird. It was interesting because my brother was just talking about it and read it, you know, in a book from a runner. And, you know, we kind of put it to the test. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I felt I felt fine. You know, I was always, I was nervous the whole drive thinking like, ah, it's going to sneak up on me, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I know I it's too, especially like if I – um if i'm just sitting and sometimes i could be eating pretty good but if i'm just sitting like on a drive or something you know my I'll, I'll, my guts will just kind of get like sourish just because mm-hmm. i'm not like active and it could just be the Crohn's, but i don't know if that's just like a normal human thing you know so i got to eat like a little bit lighter and cleaner when i'm when i'm on a road trip for sure do you ever notice anything like that i guess
0: man just recently like uh, you know He's an age thing uh, yeah
1: cuz you're younger than i am right
0: i don't know I'm I'm 32, going on 33. Yeah, I'm
1: 37, going on 50. So (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's
0: a little bit younger. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, I feel like just recently I've been doing a lot of cooking because my wife has been uh, really busy working on some projects and hasn't really had time. So I've been cooking, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna get a frozen pizza. So I got, you know, they had like a buy one get one free at uh, Albertsons, more or less, for like a Red Baron pizza. Oh yeah. It was like pretty good, and I chopped up my own veggies, like some olives and some peppers. You know, mm. spiced it up. Yeah. But you know, the next day I was like, oh my god, like. And I was like, maybe it wasn't the pizza, but I had made two pizzas because <laughs> I had to have leftovers. You know, you gotta yeah. have leftovers for the next day, and boom, right away, like after I ate that pizza, I was feeling it, and just like, I can't. I probably shouldn't eat red Baron pizza anymore. You yeah. know, it tastes good, but. Uh, yeah. My output just. Not, I don't know if it's worth it. Just start cramping, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. No, I'm with you, dude. Like, I hit a point where I couldn't do even, like, a healthier, you know, like, these, like, kind of naturaler ingredients or simpler ingredients that are supposed to be like California Kitchen, I think, or California Food Kitchen or something like that. It's got a pizza that's pr- that I really like. They got, like, a chicken one. But even that one, it doesn't sit well with me anymore, so I don't know. Maybe it's an, maybe it's an age thing, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> what I've heard. Someone told me once, maybe, you know, like, once you hit, like, 35, it's just downhill, you know. Like,
1: oh, man, I mean, it feels like the wheels I think are... think it sl- already hit me. <laughs> yeah, I I, know, no idea. I feel like the wheels are slipping <laughs> off. I'm trying to keep them on. I got to... It's more hot yoga, I think, is the key. More hot <laughs> yoga, more water. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. More sleep. But that's kind of impossible, because usually in your 30s is when you have your kids, and, you know, so, like... A lot of that stuff, it's just hard to do, like finding time for yoga and and also finding time for sleep. You know, because most of the time, for me, my open, my windows of time are like super late at night when my kiddo is sleeping or super early in the morning. And then, you know, the kid's not guaranteed to sleep through the night. So, you know, I'm probably getting on a good night six hours of sleep and I don't want to like, cut off an hour of that to do some yoga, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's you, tough sometimes. Yeah, because
1: usually you know, if the kiddo goes to sleep, then it's like clean up from the day you know get all the kiddo stuff put away clean up the kitchen you know do all the kind of house things and get myself clean up ready for the next day and by that time I'm just you know cashed and so I don't know I just gotta get a little better balance you know life's all about balance is what I'm told so <laughs> <laughs> just trying to find it I think that's all it is you had like another person in the equation you know it's just another thing to kind of factor into how you can get it all balanced out and what you know I mean you see like parents who kind of make it look like a breeze, and It's just 'cause they're they're just probably good planners, is what I'm guessing. You know.
0: I don't know. I don't know either. I can't. I can't say. I'm. I'm a dog parent. Yeah. You know. So we do take her out.
1: See, you gotta adjust your time for that, though, right?
0: Just took her to the vet.
1: Oh yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah, totally. And (laughs) man, I I had with a couple lazy dogs. Like I, I have a buddy who has uh, some real energetic dogs, and he was telling me like six in the morning hits, and they're at the bedside, leashes in their mouth, like bugging the crap out of him. And uh, so he's, like, I'm going for a run, usually around 6, 6.30 every morning. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, I need that. And my dog was kind of like that. And, you know, like, we get up and go out. And then he, man, he's got a big lazy bone in him. Like, he's, he's excited once he gets up, but he will sleep, like, till noon if we let him. <laughs> you know, he, don't, he doesn't care. Like, oh, man, the other one, he'll get up, but he doesn't, he's not looking to do anything. He just gets up to see what I'm doing and just stares at me. But, like, if we, if I wouldn't get out of bed, I mean, they would just hang out in the room all day and just be like i guess that's what we're doing just chilling yeah just chilling so I mean, it's kind of good that way but it would be kind of nice to have a dog that's just like all right man let's get the miles in this morning you know yeah
0: that, that is my dog i got border collie and oh yeah it's like um if we don't get her out she's just like yeah
1: you know, that's yeah
0: she's just an- antsy you know so
1: yeah that's what's good about border collies and some of those cow yeah. dog breeds because yeah. that's what he had something like that and yeah and if and if you didn't get them out, I mean, I think the thing was like yeah, a Tasmanian and you devil, could say devil you get in the, the house. Out of your, your new pair of shoes that's exactly what I was gonna now. say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the yeah, thing no. would attack everything <laughs> in their house, you know. So they had to get out to get the energy out in the morning, you know, and go for like a five mile run. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which it was good, you know. Probably, I mean, probably everybody needs to get their body moving, you know, like in the morning. And yeah. I was gonna get in like a cold cold bath routine in the morning, like do some ice bathing, and whew, that's a hard one to do. <laughs> I haven't. I've yet to do it, is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna start my morning with the sauna too, but uh, like I said, just kind of getting that, that uh, carving that time out in the morning's been kind of tough. I'll get it though. Maybe it's winter or something, or you know. Oh,
0: winter it. ice baths—that's next level.
1: Uh, yeah, that's kind of my jam. But usually it's in the <laughs> evening, and and I usually at the sauna, which is not very far from the ice bath, ready to go. So. Like, the hardest part is getting in, but then once you're in, you know, you kind of equalize the outdoors, and it's really nice because it's at night, so there's not a whole lot moving. You'll hear, like, a few, like, random, like, night hawks or something and oh. an owl. and So it's just kind of nice. I'm hoping to catch northern lights when it's nice. Speaking of.
0: Yeah, tomorrow, right? That's what I was
1: going to yeah. say. Yeah, man. Oh, dude. Being way up the west part because, you know, went past where we went up past Magruder to the Magruder Massacre site. Yeah. And um, just from that point, like, one of the uh, – folks from the um, National Smokejumper Association was like, yeah, two better not gonna be here tomorrow. I'm like, oh yeah, why not? And they're like, oh, the northern lights are going to be going off. I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, there is no light pollution back there. I think the mm-hmm. only thing you're probably going to see is the light from Spot Mountain Lookout, which uh, the Mokes, the ones in that one, and I imagine they'll probably have everything shut down watching the lights from up there, you know? Yeah. I got to find a lookout to go to tomorrow. Wait, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, right? Yeah, I should too. Yeah. Mm. yeah I'll, I'll I'll see uh, yeah, I'll see if we can do it's
0: like 10, 10, 10 PM to like two AM. Like oh, late late session. That's late like, session. Uh, the news was saying. Man, it's gonna be hard to get the kiddo yeah. rousted yeah. to
1: look at. I don't think that's gonna work for the uh the family. <laughs> 'Cause I was thinking like maybe go down to Sula. Uh, that won't be too far for you guys like going on to Sula Peak.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. And there's an app. I found an app for Northern Lights. Oh, I forget what it's called. But oh. they, they'll show you a little, uh, like a little map. Like where uh, the strength and stuff yeah, is? Yeah, where the stream is, basically. Oh. Yeah, like where it's kind of coming down and mm. uh, your chance of seeing it, more or less.
1: Man, I was going to fight in the internet route with this sucker, but I think I might have to get like... It helps. Sometimes well, it helps. That's what I was thinking. I to get like the <laughs> Starlink and I'd be like, oh, let's pull that up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> i have like the, I have the screen here. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, what was that website you are telling me about? Yeah. Yeah, like that'll work out good, man. Um, so then you, um, let me track back where we, where we left off soccer. Yeah. yeah. We went to
0: the tangent of, uh, just Health. like the, oh yeah, we're on a nice tangent there for sure. Yeah. But, um, wait, kinda, well, one, less thing, back one to last the thing, Go ahead. one last thing,
1: one last thing with the Northern Lights. Have you seen them before?
0: No, I haven't. I've always um. lived, um, you know, on the the line of below Montana.
1: <laughs> it's true, right? Like anything <laughs> it's really South Montana, super right? North. So yeah.
0: I've always I've always caught the news, and they're like, hey, like, I was in Colorado a lot, even Oregon. And they're like, hey, you might be able to see it. Never did. Mm. Uh, maybe it been like, too much light pollution, or I was looking in the wrong direction. I try to look north, you know. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. Sometimes we'll
1: get it, like, really faint, and if, like, you don't stare at it for a while, you won't, you might not even notice. It'll kind of look like a cloud, and then all of a sudden you see it kind of, like, shimmer. And uh. you're like, oh, and then it'll start dancing a little bit more, and your eye kind of catches it. Because I've had that before where I remember when we first actually got the dog, my wife was letting him out. We were living in Lolo, and, and uh, maybe there wasn't quite as much light pollution back in, like, 2012 or whenever that was. But, uh, I mean, still, like, right next to Missoula. And, it was, dude, it was probably the funkiest, uh, I don't know, like, Aurora Borealis that I'd ever seen because she let the our dog out it was puppy at the time. And it's, like, 3 in the morning, I want to say, maybe 4 in the morning. And I'm out of it, man. I'm not even, you know, I'm not even aware of anything. And she's, like... I think there are lights going on, I'm like, There is no way. You know, you're seeing the lights from here because all the light pollution is what I'm thinking. And I may have said that out loud. She's like, well, just come look and see what you think. And I was like, all right. You know, I come outside and I'm like staring at this thing. And it was wild, man. It was like this little cloud that was definitely the aurora Borealis where it was moving. And it was kind of like shimmering its way down the valley like a fish, mm. like moving south down the Bitterroot. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah, there it is. And you could see a few like in the distance were kind of like shimmering and stuff. But like the main cloud of it Cause it is kind of like radiation, isn't it? Cause it hits the pole and causes like a radiation wave. I think is kind of how it works.
0: I honestly, I don't know. I'm just gonna say uh, that's how, how it works, cause I don't
1: yeah. know and I can't, and I'm not gonna fact check it. Check yeah. it so
0: uh, it just seems like a cool phenomenon. So. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna, p- I'm gonna act like the days when there wasn't an internet and you could just say things and people believed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's what it is. I think it's like a. Uh, so I think it like to track it back. I think it goes like there's um, a <laughs> some kind of like solar flare from the sun hits the poles. So that's why you can get like the southern lights too. So like Antarctica okay. and stuff, you can see them. And then, uh, but it hits the Northern North pole for us and then radiates down around the earth. And that's why Alaska gets it so bright, you know, nice. works its way down to us. So I think that's why it was, it shimmers like it does kind of. And I mean, that was just wild because it was also like at like eye level, my brother's was up on the Hill and it was like, maybe just a little bit above eye level, but like pretty low in the sky. So that was, it was nuts to see. It was like, mm. like, man, I maybe I had something bad for dinner, you know, but it was for sure it was <laughs> it, you know? Cool. Yeah, I was on the news the next day and stuff. So, man, I hope, yeah, I hope we can see it because I've seen like a few different. I actually saw it in northern Wisconsin one time and it was like all different colors. That was the coolest. Wow. Yeah. And then it's, I used to see it a lot as a kid and, I, and you know, I kind of took it for granted because I'd see it so much. Like, I worked at A&W in high school and I was like just soaked. It was on, you know, dish dog duty do that night. So I just like from head to toe, just like a wet French fry and, smelt, you know, smelling like fries. <laughs> and uh, I'm just kind of like had, like, a milkshake or something. I'm just kind of, like, dragging my feet in, into my folks' house. It's, like, 11 o'clock at night, and all of a sudden some other the like corner, of my, corner of my eye like, catches my attention. And I'm, like, kind of look at it, and I can see it again. And then it, like, draws up, you know, like, it kind of shoots up. And that you'll get it, like, the shoots out of the northern lights. <laughs> and so it, like, shot up, like, at, like, the horizon level up above me. So I kind of, like, tilt my head, and it's just this blood red, like, color. And it was, like, all over the sky above me. But, like, looking straight out, though, like, in the horizon, like, you didn't really see it unless you're looking a little more north-like. And so I just happened to, like, you know, catch that little glimmer, and I looked straight up above me, and I just, like, had, like, a crick in my neck from, like, staring at it for probably, like, almost an hour just on my parents' porch, wow. like that oh, long? God. Yeah, like, I just kind of awesome. got, like, lost in it, you know? Like, I'd never seen it red like that. It was crazy. And never never seen it like that since. Hmm. Yeah, so hopefully it'll be in for some. I've seen it from my place there in Stevensville, but it was a n- little more faint. Like, there, there was a few shoots that kind of came out, and then, oh, yeah, nothing... Nothing too crazy, but the the last few times when I was supposed to be going, like, really active, it was just real cloudy, so. Mm. Well, anyways, back to soccer, though, so you were indoor soccer, right?
0: I played both, but I did, like, I played collegiately outdoor and then oh. joined a semi-pro team indoor. Oh, cool. Like, in the wintertime, like, off-season.
1: Oh, so you're doing both, kind of? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Were you getting paid for the indoor soccer? Or?
0: No, it was, um, it was not paid, but we just traveled around and, played other teams, and I had the opportunity to, like, kind of play with a couple pros oh, um, really? that would just come and fill in. I don't think they could actually play with us based off of, like, contracts and things like that, but oh, it was a cool yeah. experience to play some high-level soccer and stuff like that. So. Yeah,
1: I played indoor once. I played, like, two different versions of indoor. I did, like, the arena one one time, or for a little bit, and then there was, like, this other one that was, like, a tiny field. I think the ball was smaller and I the know, nets like, were smaller. maybe. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. Yeah. And it was, I think I was in Wisconsin or something. But uh, the arena one I played, and I remember, eh, whew, I was wore out. Yeah. And, like, don't you do almost, like, line changes too? Like, yeah. it's active? Like yeah, that?
0: Semi-Pro is super different in the sense that, like, I used to, like, kind of play intermural at, f- at first. I, um, and you just, like, stay on the p- on the pitch for however long you want. But when you're playing in the Semi-Pro, you have line changes. And oh, really? Like, we had a coach and, y- you know. You'd, you'd go two minutes as hard as you could. If you weren't sprinting or you were walking, you were out. Oh, like you were expected to just go, go, go for two minutes, and then, boom, they'd just sub everyone out. Quick line change. Man. And you'd rest for two minutes, and then you'd get back in for two minutes. It was wild. Dude, what
1: a workout, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man.
0: It was yeah. cool, though.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I was just, like, thinking if I was trying to do that right now. Oh, man, I'd probably leave both <laughs> hamstrings on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know. I was just playing Ultimate Frisbee, like, intramurally, and I just, like, pulled my quad and, what the heck, like, you gotta get back into it you know
1: yeah i know i get out of <laughs> shape and my problem is like usually it's hockey that i'll jump into and if, if i don't play fall if i just like jump right into winter i will just go like nuts and i never seem to get in shape for it and i just yeah. like beat myself up weekly yep. and because i mean in life an, anymore when you get older you're not really sprinting like as a kid yep. you seem yep. like you're sprinting around all the time but i don't that's muscle i don't use anymore and then until hockey season comes and oh it just wrecks me and i, I feel like my muscles because they're not in tune for it so it starts pulling like different things out of place like in my back and stuff you know and i get like weird pains and like my knees and stuff too. that like i think it's just from all the tightness i just oh, man, yeah. I, re- I just really gotta commit to more yoga is really what it comes down to i yeah. gotta turn my mic up just a tad oh there we go that's a little better i couldn't quite hear it the you know does that sound better in your in your ears yeah coming through good too much no just right it's great i right, just make sure yeah. you got you got more of an ear for this which we talked about Jeez, this is like uh, my brain keeps teasing like musical stuff like i'm trying to jump into it but i want to get more of your background before <laughs> we go that route i guess we could ask talk about it right now what what uh were you doing music then or when you when the music bug hit you i guess
0: yeah that's oh man the music bug the music bug's wild it is a story so i grew up playing music um Oh, really? My dad pretty much instilled 30 minutes of piano with me every every morning. Like, I wake up at, like, 5.30 a.m. and just practice piano. It wasn't my choice. Yeah. I had to, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, I didn't, I mean, I don't think I really minded it too much. I didn't really know any different. Uh, I got pretty darn good at playing piano. I was playing, like, recitals and all these things. And But in time, I definitely started getting kind of sick of it. So, um, I got to do a quick fix there.
1: Yeah, I was going to adjust yours just a little uh, touch. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good. I just want to make sure you're coming through. Get those, uh, golden pipes on there real good, you know, it's it just How's a little, that? yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, good, man. Yeah, I try to get like right underneath red line. So it seems like it gets all of your yeah, vocals yeah. in there.
0: Yeah. That's the, that's the sweet spot. Yeah. That's what um, I was thinking. but yeah, so I grew up playing and then uh, my dad said in six, at sixth grade, I could quit. And, uh, first day of sixth grade, I, I quit. I was, I was done. I bet. I was just, like burned out. I was, you know, it was, it was rough, you know? And, uh, my dad always wanted me to keep playing. So, hey, you want to do any kind of music, drums, whatever? And I was like, done. I, I did a little bit of drums uh, just for whatever and uh, just to make him happy. But uh, then, you know, middle school, high school came along. And I remember um, I was really into video games at the time, kind of transitioned. And my little brother and I, we were playing Guitar Hero. Huh? Oh, My little brother was pretty good at it and uh, I was watching him and he played like some really difficult song and he mastered it like perfect score and he kind of looked at the like TV and then he looked at me looked at the TV and he was like you know what I'm going to play real guitar and he just put down the Guitar Hero guitar and gave it to me and left really I was like holy moly what like what and um, you know
1: just ready for the real thing at that point yeah huh?
0: he just next level and uh, a couple months goes by and he's starting to play like he got pretty good pretty quick and he had a similar background growing up like playing piano you know? oh yeah and he kind of taught himself guitar started taking lessons and then him and i like started um i don't know i just wanted to always be with my little brother we had a really good relationship growing up oh that's awesome and we just like always spent time so whatever he was doing i wanted to do because it was a good good relationship yeah, and uh, it's a good hang yeah he was playing music and kind of making his own little melodies It's pretty impressive and at the same time I'd go in there and I start writing kind of goofy lyrics. Started off with comedy, you know. Like, yeah Um, remember we to, like the grocery store song, you know, and like one of the verses was uh like there's a lady in the carrot section. She's so fine she gives me an erection, <laughs> boing and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, like, just goofy, just goofy oh, crap like that. It. Sketching uh we had a lot of fun doing that. But then, uh, you know, in time, I realized I started getting melodies coming through my head that I wanted to play. Oh, yeah. And my little brother, you know, he didn't know what the heck I was talking about. He wasn't good enough at the time to, like, for me to try to sing something and he could play it. Oh, So no. then I picked up the guitar. And uh, my dad had guitars all, all over the house, kind of a thing, instruments. and. Oh, smart. Um, you know, I just watched him play one day. And then I tried to mimic... The way he played it was a lot of finger-picking mm. I just learned the main chords and um, having the rhythm in the background with music and having the piano as kind of this base map that I could kind of relate to on how the, the music theory and everything worked um, kind of allowed me I think to kind of be a natural to pick it back up again oh gotcha. and um, I think that you know going through playing classically and it was so rigorous and kind of confined Having the ability to just, like, play whatever you want and be as light as you want um, was really fun. So I, re- I did a lot of comedy songs and just, like, really relaxed, just super chill, whatever. I'm just going to play music.
1: Yeah. Um, exploring what you want to explore, you know. and
0: Yeah. And just having fun with it. The main yeah. goal was to have fun. Yeah. And that's what I did, and I just kept playing. Um, I started picking up all other string instruments, you know, ukulele, guitar, bass more more piano and eventually got into music recording um joined forces with a friend we both had little recording studios we kind of combined forces and made recordings then we formed a little band then i made a solo album um oh really yeah i was, I was teaching at the time and uh, i had the summer off it was hot in the yeah. grand junction where i was and it's like i had all these songs I, I had done and i was like i really want to record something so i worked really hard to get it Uh, on an album that summer oh awesome and it was kind of a goofy eclectic album that contained like a lot of kids songs like my comedy songs didn't really have an audience Mm. but i didn't really care because i just wanted to produce something yeah and um, and so that was neat i I don't know you know like uh i just i just kept on doing music stuff it just seemed to be something that was um a positive escape and a way to just create just i don't know i can't explain it Music's special, dude. Yeah. Because,
1: like, you can, like, even for me, man, I remember, uh, this is, I don't know, it's the only thing I can think of, it just popped in my head, but, like, do you know the band Slightly, Slightly Stupid? Kind yeah. of more, a yeah, reggae? Yep. Like, there's a song called Coley Man by them, yep. and, like, the, the beginning guitar beat, man, I mean, like, the first time that ever hit me, I was, like, we just come off the river, me and a few buddies from high school were just floating the river, I think I was in college at this point, so, you know, we had a, had a few beers, and we we're just relaxing, and nothing crazy, though, like, I don't think any of us were, like... Out of control at this point, because I think we all had to work the next day, so we we're just like really chill, just handful of beers and relax on the river. And but it, it created the, this great mood because the sun was going down as we got off the river, and my friend was in a slightly stupid, so he just hit play on a CD or probably a CD back then, and I'd never heard slightly stupid before, I'd never heard that song before, and i was just like, man, you know, like it just like we already had a great time, a good day, you know, just a good hang with friends, and then that just like put it to the next level. And, like, every time I hear that song, man, it just, like, it doesn't really take me back to that moment. It just, like, makes me, like, feel good, you know? It's amazing, like, what a song can do for you, Yeah,
0: yeah. Musical vibes that just put you in some state, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, working out, like, I mean, I work out better when I have music on, and it's not always the same. You know, like, there's some days where I like listen to the old, like, 2000s rap or maybe, like, even 90s rap or something typically usually upbeat with a rhythm, you know, that I'm going with to keep the energy up during the workout, and... Like on long runs, I'm more of a probably more of like an island music kind of Hawaiian reggae kind of you know vibe is what I'm looking for. Something a little yeah. more chill and to yeah. get in rhythm, you know. Yeah, for the long haul. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, it's, I don't know. It's powerful, I guess. What I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, it is. Everyone knows it, you know. It's funny. I went to a sushi joint the other day and like they had it upstairs it in Missoula and they were bumping like. Some party music, and really? I just I went up there and I was like, Gosh, this is like partying, you know? Just getting the mood, and yeah. You like, go downstairs and it's like Beethoven, and you're like, Oh, I'm just chilling, you know? It's just yeah, like, yeah. Wow, the power, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, yeah. yeah.
1: Totally changed the vibe in yeah, the yeah, same yeah. place, right? Ch- yeah. Changed the vibe up completely, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, nuts how it works like that. I mean, like you see it in the clubs and stuff all the time, and
0: yeah, just getting pumped, yeah. One, or th-
1: not. yeah, yeah, or not, yeah. Uh, my brother in law and I were talking about this because. He, uh, he played college basketball and uh, played like, um it's kind of like similar pro. I'm trying to remember what, uh, UAA I think is what it is, but it's, it's like this league that's kind of like a feeder league for, you know, more advanced, uh, usually like folks playing that league end up in the NBA, you know, end up going pro. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, So he grew up, you know, big time basketball, still, you know, really good at basketball. And, and uh, so we were just talking about like Space Jam and all these like tracks from the 90s that were just like so like for sports you know especially basketball there's all these like basketball type songs that came out of the 90s you know and oh yeah yeah just the beats i guess seem to go along with basketball even if they weren't like for basketball you know like some salt and pepper songs and stuff you know it's just like man what a great song to, to hoop <laughs> to you know yeah it's crazy how that how that happens you know yeah but then i get old and i don't know what new music's about anymore you know
0: yeah yeah i kind of feel you there sometimes i try to do a spotify playlist where um I'll just like add new recommended songs and every now and then just throw them on and see what they are and find new music that way. But uh, but it is, I do, I do feel like it was a lot easier younger. Yeah. Uh, I remember actually like a lot of times when my family was like watching TV growing up and I was super into like mixing CDs. And so like Mm -hmm. I would make an effort to go on like iTunes was just coming out and find new music and make new mixes and just freaking loved making mix CDs yeah me know. too man it's yeah. so
1: fun yeah, yeah it was and then like you'd, you go a buddy's house and throw it on you yeah. know and yeah yeah we're playing like ping pong Check or something yeah mix. yeah oh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, when I had I can remember I had, like good charlotte and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I made in <laughs> high school uh and it's yeah it's wild I think that's what it is though like the active search like you're talking like now anymore man I'm You know, with Pandora, I just put on, like, what I'm kind of in the mood for. Like, I get up and I put on, like, uh, J. Boog Radio or something, typically, first thing in the morning for me and my kiddo, and, uh, you know, and the kid really likes the kind of Hawaiian reggae, too, especially in the morning, and then when we're, you know, amping it up a little bit more, it's more like the Taylor Swift, and, you know, some of the the, um, songs from, like, the cartoon movies, like Sing and stuff, you know, that are... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you just throw those on, and to me, but, like, we're talking, like, the power, like, you watch it in, in my kiddo, and how that makes, how it changes the vibe totally. Like, my kid will just be, like, kind of, like, hanging out, and then, like, I'll uh, just want to get the excitement up, and so I'll put on a song, and then my kid is just, like, amped up, you know, like, ready to wrestle. I'm like, yeah, you know. (laughs) It's cool, because then I I get pumped, too, you know. And then, so the first album was it's it's it was out like public so people could check it out or yeah, youtube you, or you
0: can check it out you know it's um you know it's it's a concept album so like it's, it tells a story and it's a really goofy story it kind of just hodgepodge a bunch of songs together and made a story out of it um but it is like pretty fun you know like i'd probably recommend to listen to the story um it's good for like an airplane ride yeah or a long car ride you know um just something to just, like just like listen to it, yeah.
1: Like an hour-long album kind of deal? Yeah, or? probably about yeah. an
0: hour. It's got a nice mix of it. I did some hip-hop. I did, like, kind of the kids' songs. Um, just, like, some goofy humor in there. I got a song, like, near the end, you know, like, I find the hairy-legged woman, you know, and, yeah. you know, we, we go and have a good time, but then Hungry Sasquatch comes along and wants to have his way with hairy-legged woman, so I got to turn into a superhero and kick his ass, basically. Yeah. I mean, you got to do
1: what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So <laughs> There was a plot, yeah you know, it took a while to get to um but it's okay <laughs> no that's yeah that's all
1: I think that's important though man i, I don't know if uh if you were listening but like t- there was more I assume there's more of that when I was in high school like tenacious D that yeah, album you yeah, know they like,
0: were very inspirational to me oh really yeah, a lot of com- comedy like Adam Sandler Stephen Lynch tenacious D yeah, I loved listening to their music and it definitely inspired me to make that music and I knew like, I kind of could yeah and it was like fun to see the results,
1: yeah um, totally. I think that music's important man i like, I haven't really listened to any music like that in a while, so like when I heard your g i s song I was like, Oh, yeah, this feels familiar, kind of you know <laughs> but' it's, but it's your own thing? it's different it's you know it's not m or it's not an h s d you know it's right. you which is which is awesome, thanks, but, and the time, man, like when you're telling me like how quick you whip that up, and then I listen to it, I expect it to be a little bit more uh, um not smooth i'm trying to think of like the word like kind of like not chunky but you know what i'm saying like a,
0: a little rougher you know, rougher you know, i expect yeah kind of
1: yeah it. and like the flow i figured the flow yeah. would be off a little bit but it wasn't man it was good <laughs> you know like <laughs> yes. the the flow is good the the information's good you know like the story and all that you know is, is great i think
0: thanks man yeah deadlines do funny things to us um but yeah I, I had i had a deadline for that song um i remember i started recording like mid-october and gis day was like early november and uh it had to be done yeah. and so I, you know sometimes when y- you have an uh, an idea like that um, with a deadline, I personally find myself very motivated in those in those times you know it's like yeah. uh, Pref- n- instead of like dinking around on my phone or doing whatever I'm, I get off work and I'm like, I gotta record I got I gotta do this and yeah you get it done and uh, y- you know I like to ha- have a pretty good product if I can so do what i could and it came out all right
1: yeah i think it came out really good especially the the time and and uh even the visuals and stuff you had with it too you know and i mean did you record like there's a (laughs) scenery like in the woods did you record it for that or just have that for i was
0: uh, commuting back and forth i was living in eastern oregon at the time and uh, my wife was living in in another area of eastern oregon it was like a four-hour commute through the forest and um, i was kind of going from my place to her place and it's like well uh, i'm just gonna stop in the middle of the forest and i had a little tripod kind of like you got going got it on amazon yeah. and just set it up and put it in the forest and clicked record and just did a couple takes you know and yeah did enough takes to know that i'd have some material to work with when i was editing um and that's
1: uh, some good foresight there man <laughs> you know because like it it played in well and it se- it's seamless like that the whole song seems seamless you know like from the you know material you have playing during it you know and the backgrounds and and the and also the lyrics you know so that's kind of what i was looking for
0: thanks yeah i don't know how it happens but when i wrote that song you know the story kind of goes is like they they were looking for some kind of material for gis day and it was like august and i was like really busy and wanted to stay focused on what i was on the work i was doing I mean, relatively new to gis and next month came along and Got the same kind of email, but it was like more desperation and it's like, No, 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 I can't I can't do this and yeah. I can't help out with this and then October came and there was like, Hey, does anybody have anything? Like, we need something and yeah. I woke up early in the morning and just grabbed the uke and so like, I'll see if we can write a GIS song And it just kinda you know, it just kinda comes. I don't know how it comes, but it just it does and yeah. you just kinda start playing the vibe is how I you think about what you're doing and it, for me the vibe kind of just comes through with like the chord structure and the melody and then you just start singing you know you just, and, yeah. and, and writing verses and then you're like oh that was a pretty good one and you write it down and every now and then you're scratching stuff out and and then you think you got a pretty good product and uh,
1: yeah, and you did,
0: and it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it long song, but you know, I had I had to talk about what it was.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's why it's <laughs> good though, because you you covered it, you know, like you you gave people a good idea of what GIS is, you know, and yeah. global information system.
0: Yeah, yeah. geographic information geographic. system. Ah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a new thing. Um, it's a new idea um, to make more educational kind of music like that. Yeah. Um, it was fun to do and it also has a really positive impact i think on people and i got a lot of good feedback on it and that's encouraging to continue to do it yeah um
1: i'm glad man because i think it was really good and thanks um, something you said earlier i've been hearing it throughout my journey on this because i mean like anything i mean you, you know you, you know you make your own music especially that i mean that's that's a lot like you know building something up, and I, I kind of, I mean, but we're in this together, right? Like right now today, together, it's me and you. So like we're sharing the this. So it's not like a, it's, it doesn't seem as much, right? It's like writing your own song, I guess. To me, it'd be like if I was writing my own song, putting it out there. I don't know. i probably, maybe i have the same stress. I don't know if it'd be worse or not. But this, you know, like I had that going on, like, you know, like being like, man, am I doing anything that like people even want to hear? And like, is this, is this a good thing? Am I helping anybody out? Or is it like, you know, I try to picture somebody who maybe, doesn't live out west and who I'm trying to tell him about the lifestyle and about being in the mountains and public lands and sharing stories and you know wildland fire and you know gs songs and stuff you know like and uh so um yeah I mean i it's hard to put some out there but I guess that what I was trying to get out of lost tracks there for a second but um is the the theme I've been hearing a lot is fun like uh, and a lot through a lot of successful people that like well I wouldn't do anything if it wasn't fun so I was just gonna do this no matter what and it just ended up making a, you know income for me to live on but you know I just won't do I'm not gonna do something that doesn't isn't fun for me to do and I was like that's a good point you know I'm like I'd rather do this than really anything because I get to hang out with cool people like you and hear stories that like man I'm so thankful that you ended up here in Hamilton you know Cause it's like we got to go on the tour and I was like hey what are you guys up to and then you're like well, I made some songs and then I saw this <laughs> bird looks like a phoenix and then we were like down in South America and then we're in, you know was it South Africa it was where the phoenix bird was and
0: yeah the I always want to call it like a starry bird bird and I always forget uh, I always forget the name of it I can't remember the name of it but yeah. I don't know why I have the wrong name it'll it'll come to me yeah sounds um, good yeah it looks like a phoenix it's big and white it's a cool bird
1: yeah I never even heard of one and then like you guys are showing me pictures of this thing I'm like I didn't even know that was a thing. Like Sec-
0: secretary bird. Secretary bird. Yeah.
1: it's oh, gorgeous. Yeah. And you said it's kinda big too, huh?
0: It's a big bird. Yeah. It's like not not as big as an ostrich, you know, but It's like peacock size? Big, yeah. That's a pretty good analogy.
1: That's a big bird. That's a big bird.
0: It's, yeah, it's a big bird and it's very majestic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. A white phoenix.
1: White fe- yeah, no and that was in <laughs> South Africa, right? Yeah. Like I I kinda wanna go to South Africa, but I'm like, you know, my immune system sucks. I'm scared of going <laughs> to South Africa. But then I saw that. And I was like, man, I don't really want to go. Just just see that bird. Sec- yeah. Secretariat? Secretary bird? Secretary. Secretary yeah. bird. Man, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't mean to jump subjects like that, but it kind of hit my brain as I was talking. I was like, man. That's all
0: right. We can talk about that if you want.
1: Yeah. I, uh, Anything else about music, I guess? I don't want to. We can always look back, no, I guess. go to
0: music really quick. Um, you know, yeah, that, that was kind of the background on music. And, and today I find myself... I still really enjoy playing music. You know, I try to play it kind of whenever I can. Um, It it is difficult in uh, the forty-hour work week, you know, but we can always make time. And I want to record, but then I'm I'm torn between going outdoors. Summertime, like right, like uh, I got mountain biking, hiking, like floating the river, just playing. Uh, doing activities with people. It's, like yeah, it's beautiful out and recording music is inside. Yeah. And my job is on a computer all the time. And the recording parts of music is on the computer. And so, you know, I have to sacrifice and just say, what can I do right now? Maybe that will help the recording. And I was going to be working on a leave no trace song. Um, yeah. and like, you know, I, I was going to do some of the videography this summer. Oh yeah. If that's something I can do that makes sense. And then in the winter time, uh, I can kinda finish uh the final product. I have a rough draft made. I should probably copyright it. Um then I can kinda play it and do as I wish. But, yeah. but you know, kinda kinda if I if I can do it, you know, really dedicate some time in the winter. That way I can enjoy my summer and in the weather and all and all that goes along with that, you know?
1: Yeah, totally I'm with you. Like even, even for this, I took a little break over the holiday just to step away and, and enjoy, like, family time and, and, you know, the summer part of it, but try to get back on rhythm with this. But I'd like to do something kind of similar, but just, like, stack up episodes so I can take, like, a couple weeks off, go travel and, and have this thing, like, on automatic so I can set it to where it upload automatically as I'm gone instead of, like, having to take a break and, and uh, you know... Leave people like, you know, who might be following me that are, you know, or at least my followers, I guess, leave them hanging for a minute. So sorry guys for not having up <laughs> out for a couple of weeks. Uh, but. Yeah. Summertime. I got to play. Yeah. Know. Yeah, I man. Know. got wrapped up in it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I went to, you know, went to Glacier and all those cool things, but, um, but yeah, like fun, I guess is is the thread I was kind of pulling on there, man. And like, I mean, you, you know, you're playing, playing piano and then, you know, it wasn't fun for you anymore. And it was nice that you had the option to be like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. But then like you said, that bass is always there. Right. and, and and then you, you developed the ear, like, we were talking, we were driving around that one day, you know, just getting that ear for it. And it's funny because I think you talked about that, and then Doug heard that, like, Western Warbler, what was it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know what that is. And then he points it out, and I'm like, oh, I've seen that before. I had no idea what the name was, and I had no idea that's the noise it made. And then something else, you know, and he's like, oh, that's that. And I'm like, man. So then I started paying more attention to the birds around me, and I remember, like... I don't know, like a week later, I heard a metal arc and I was like, I think that's metal arc. And then sure enough, I go out, you know, like walk around my house and there it is in the pine tree. Yeah, oh, sweet. I'm trying to get the ear. But then to talk about what you talked about, I think the next time we, we went on am tour, like up to McGrew, Mar- 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 you were talking about getting an ear for it. I was like, man, I think I'm tone deaf. And you're like, well, I just got to get an ear for it. And I was like, I haven't got to get an ear for these, this bird thing. So maybe there is something, you know, maybe I just need to spend some more time with music to get the ear.
0: Yeah, just get the ear. Just take your time.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it'll fix my voice though. I think I'm just monotone. Like, man, that karaoke <laughs> was brutal.
0: <laughs> Even that, you know, I uh. think. Well, we all have a range. I've been I've been exploring my vocal range. I think people can uh, extend their range with yeah. proper technique and practice. And some people are just born with a bigger range too. But, but um, I you know, I think you know you can kind of work on those fluctuations. Um, and in time, find, you know. Like other 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 notes, yeah, and, and and consistently hit them, um, and things like that. I guess at least for singing, yeah.
1: I need to, like, yeah, I'm interested, but I'm not like interested, like, a, I don't know. Maybe it's more of a time thing right now. But, like down the road, maybe I'll play with it and kind of figure out what notes I can hit. Because I feel like you know, like Johnny Cash, you know his music. Yeah. He's his range seems smaller. Is is that correct, or is that just me?
0: I you know he has a deep deep voice. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think he has a huge range. Yeah, but he's got a, um, what's the word? It's just like a very specific, unique, like, yeah, voice. yeah, you like, know, Johnny Cash, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. Cool and it is. Does it for him? That's
1: know? a good, yeah, it's a good voice for storytelling. You know, like, yeah. I remember I heard the song about it was about logging and about going to Oregon. Have you heard the song? I just kind of stumbled upon it one time.
0: I don't know if I've heard it. I might, uh, maybe, yeah. but it, it, yeah, just it, tell it, a, a story.
1: A yeah, I'd, I'd never heard it, and I was. Looking up something with Reen. I was going to put up some, uh, like a clip of, of me and Reen. And he was talking about, I don't know, I don't know how it came up, but then that Lumberjack song came up. And I think it's called Lumberjack by Johnny Cash. And it's just him telling a story about, like, him and his dad traveling out to Oregon to become Lumberjacks. And huh. uh, man, it's so good, you know, like the way he can tell it. And, like, it's, I think a big part of it is just the way his voice is, you know? And uh, so I was like, thinking, maybe. Even am kind of more similar to that where I don't, cause I, I mean, in my head I like to think I can hit those high notes, but I don't think they're in my in my wheelhouse, you know.
0: You never know. You just got to try, you know. Yeah. Just keep hitting them until, or
1: keep <laughs> reaching for it until I hit it, I guess maybe. I yeah.
0: Just go out in the woods, knowing around, know. start singing goofy notes.
1: Yeah. Because I've, I've annoyed a few people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I apologize to my track team in college because uh, i was just been annoyingly singing along with all the songs on the track bus and. Eventually, one of my good buddies is like, "Man, you are horrible." <laughs> but it come from my good buddy. I was like, "I trust you," and uh, I think you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. So I stopped singing, so you know people could sleep and, and not have to hear my horrible voice. I think I'm a lost cause, man. I don't know if we. I don't know if they're saving this.
0: Saving what? Your voice?
1: Yeah, my singing voice. I'm just I'm just made for monotone talking.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Only you it's know.
1: What I'm built for? Yeah. I uh, believe in you, though. I appreciate Maybe we'll have to yeah. go in the woods together. And yeah. and
0: we'll practice. Yeah. There you go. And the
1: next one, maybe I'll have like. a little more range for the next podcast. Yeah. But I think, uh, I mean, definitely copy copyright that song, but I think, like, once you put it out there in the world like this, I think it's, like, intellectual property for the Leave No Trace song. So, at least you're throwing it out there now.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Leave No Trace, maybe I'm not so worried about, and... Maybe, I, mean, I don't know I don't know copywriting's a weird thing I actually had a weird it musical is. story um, where this was actually another big piece of kind of the puzzle for me but I started hanging out with a really good buddy of mine and um in high school when I was doing the music stuff and I'd go over to his house and um his dad was pretty good friends with uh, some of the members of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, no way. Yeah. And one day, you know, I, I go over to their house and I'm hanging out with, like, the backup guitarist of Fleetwood Mac. and uh, No big deal? Yeah. Basically awesome. not. You know, yeah. I was like, whoa, this is wild. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about music recording and the software that they're using. And my buddy, um, he he had access to a really nice studio and he showed me the ropes on, on how to set up the software in the studio and get everything going and having like, you know, it's like, wow, the backup, backup guitar if We had Mac uses the same setup and software more or less. Oh wow! And I was like, sweet, we can make good music. Um, and that was, that was kind of cool. Um, that's really cool. It's kind of like confidence well. booster
1: too, too. Like you're like, Oh, you so see, you guys aren't doing anything magical in the background. Like you guys are kind of using the same stuff. So it's just, you know, putting some time in on it. Right.
0: Yeah. And uh, that just, you know, I had someone who was a very talented musician, two very talented musicians, my buddy as well, trying to show me the ropes on on getting started. So, so that was big into that's the, big, the music music world for me. Yeah, it's,
1: I mean Fleetwood Mac is huge. So yeah, that's a big I never deal. was
0: able to meet any other band members or do anything like that, but it's okay. Like, I I, I love Fleetwood Mac and uh, feel like it was quite a pleasure to meet. Yeah. You know.
1: Down the road, man. I, you know, when you're playing some big <laughs> stages, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I guess where that where that where that conversation goes is, my friend always told me about the importance of copywriting. Oh. You know, and it's like, someone out there, if you're in the r- in the right place and you hum your tune, they might hum it too. And if they're a successful musician, they'll make it theirs. And it's a weird game, you know. Mm. I don't like to try to like own my stuff, but you're kind of like got to be hesitant of like. Gosh, if that song did take off, like uh, you gotta kind of keep it on on the down low for a little bit. But the moment yeah. the moment that you send in a, a copyright version to the, a copyright office, those worries kind of just go away. Yeah, but like I've written a couple songs recently that I really like. I have some really nice melodies, and I would love to go to an open mic and play them. Like they're fun songs, but a part of me is like, ah, I just gotta wait. Once I copyright it, then I don't care. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I don't even think it matters. Man, I don't think I have enough money to try and fight, you know, Taylor Swift off in court. You know, yeah. <laughs> if she takes it, you know, I'm not saying she will or how no. it gets that far up, but you know, she sounds like she's um, really nice, so maybe she yeah, she'd hook yeah. you up. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> just give me a free ticket. No. Yeah, um, yeah front row. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is a weird kind of game with copywriting and patenting and all that. And yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I wish I didn't have to think about that, but some somewhere it was instilled in me. With uh, the musicians I've collaborated with, and that there is an importance behind it. Yeah,
1: because I, I can imagine, man, I, like anything from like one of Taylor Swift's like giant hits, or slightly stupid, or any of that stuff that's like super catchy, right? Like yeah. that, like like that Coleyman song, or you know, like any one of Taylor Swift's songs, like they are super catchy. And I could imagine like something like that, or any pop artist that's like a really catchy song, like it's stuck in your head. Like, if you were just humming that, like like you said, next to somebody on the bus who's, like, already musically inclined, they'd be like, oh, man. And they might not even, like, register that they're taking it from you. Totally. It's just all of a sudden, like, you put the bug in their head, and they're like, wow, I don't know, I can't get this tune out of my head, you know? Yeah. Man, I never even thought about that. It's, like, it's weird contagious thing, because music is very contagious like that, you know?
0: It's super weird. I personally think I disagree with it uh, in a lot of ways. Like, I think everyone gets their inspiration from something, and, yeah. like, everything is, like, similar and... Maybe there is, like, an infinite uh, realm of creativity, but everything is similar to something in some sense, you know? And
1: It's weird how creativity works, though, isn't it? We're all
0: stealing each other's ideas, you know, Uh, in in, in some way, and then kind of, like, putting a twist on them. And and Mm -hmm. who's to say where that line is of, that's mine, and that was my idea, you know, or that was yours. It's kind of like, eh. I know, dude. And some people write uh, magical songs, and then some other artist will, um you know, sing it in a different way. That's that much more catchy, and y- you know, you give props to the songwriter. Bob Dylan is probably a really great example, right? Like great songwriter. Yeah. But a lot of people have covered his music and made his songs more famous than he might have made them. Yeah. Some of his songs.
1: Yeah, there's a few of those, right? Like, yeah. songs that I didn't know were, like, uh, renditions, I guess. Is that the right word? Renditions? Remakes?
0: Yeah. I think renditions. Probably yeah. closer. Just, just yeah. a cover. Yeah, know.
1: cover. Yeah, like, uh, and, you know, the one that, like, was oddly sticks out in my head is uh, Faith by Limp Biscuit. Remember that was, like, their first big hit? Did you, did you ever hear that one? Oh, man. You are probably pretty young when it came out. Um, I, was pre- I was pretty young. I knew
0: some Limp Bizkit. Yeah, I was like, their I don't remember f- faith.
1: I think it was their first hit. It was the first hit I was aware of. And... Then, I would just have me working at a one night, like, in Flippin' Burgers, and there was, like, one of those, like, Jack FMs, I'd play, like, everything from, like, new to old, and all of a sudden, Faith came on, old school, like, same song as Limp Bizkit, you know, maybe a few different lyrics, and I was like, holy cow, I mean, they're like, they weren't, like, the same song, really, but I was like, hmm, you know, I I, I heard Limp Bizkit one first, so I, just, you know, I preferred that one a little bit, but it was funny to hear this little, like, almost, like, a little show tuney like. Gotta have faith, and the guy's like just (laughs) singing it, you know, more like uh, what's that kind of like, not ballroom, but uh, you know, like elevator, kind of like uh, trying to think, of the genre of like those nineteen forties and fifties kind of, ball, not ballroom, I can't think of the the genre I'm looking for, but you know, like that kind of yeah, yeah, old school, not quite like big bandy, but yeah, and it was kind of weird to hear that. I was like, oh, huh, like I I don't know how Fred Durst or whoever you know pitched them this like knew the song existed and you know they cranked it up a little bit and i mean it was a huge hit in the late 90s i think is when that was
0: man god dates me a little bit but yeah Yeah, it's weird you know and so you give credit to a lot of songwriters yeah um, i think that's where i'm at like there's a lot of really talented musicians that trump me in so many ways um but i found that like i i i can i can do some songwriting it's kind of something that i do and so i put more time into that maybe trying to like perfect like soloing and things like that um and just in the happenstance case that uh, you know maybe you copyright a song and it's good and you never know if you write a good song and someone wants it and you can you know like have a song you wrote that becomes a little more successful than other songs yeah i don't know what i'm trying to say except that you just never know and mm. i think if you have the habit of doing the copywriting um then you can have rights um, yeah. to a song and it's I it's a weird realm yeah uh, but yeah
1: it is but like i didn't think about that but that's a good call cuz uh, you know country music's kind of huge for that like all the writers in nashville and stuff that yeah are, you know pumping out songs and you know pitching it to different artists and stuff and yeah. um And that seems like kind of a cool thing because there's like this variety of, you know, writers and different styles of country music musicians that just have like little different voices, a little different tempo in their songs and pick up a song. And sometimes, like you said, kind of make it better than what the original writer had had it, you know, and by giving it to, I don't know, you know, name them pretty much, you know, and uh, out there in the Nashville scene, man. And then like you were saying, like the. Do you have a hard time? I guess uh, is what I'm trying to ask. Do you have a hard time like listening to the music? To like, do you ever worry that you're gonna like snipe snag- something s- like unconsciously or subconsciously from um, like a different artist or anything like that?
0: Um, yes and no. You know, there's always some idea in my head of like oh, I wrote this tune and you're playing it, and does it sound similar to something else? Uh, I remember I wrote a song with my dog Molly, and uh, mm. I had like a little riff at the end. That someone told me it was really similar to um like Fleetwood Mac landslides oh. like solo riff and I was like oh yeah that is kind of similar after mm. I tied it together you mm. know I was like well I don't know but like it, it matched the song well and I don't think I was like purposely trying to mimic anything It's just, just and there was out. that inspiration and maybe uh, you know I don't think it's like verbatim uh, or like the exact but it's kind of close and even my little brother he wrote a song that's really similar to um that beatles song um don't let me down oh yeah and every time he sings his version i i almost like kind of sing it in the beatles version but then yeah. he sings it and it's a little bit different And i'm like oh man it's just a little bit different yeah you know what he does with it but you know there's uh, yeah there's there's uh there's nuances and there's similarities.
1: Yeah. I think you're always going to have a little overlap. Cause like, especially in similar like genres, like, um, you know, the early 2000s rap for me. There was like beats that were kind of similar. And like, I like that song, but it reminded me of different songs. So you know, like listen to this song and the next, I listen to the other song that it reminded me of and kind of yeah. flows together, like in a, in a good way to me, you know?
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's like, who, who, who gets to copyright a strum pattern, you know, yeah. or like, you know, just, even a chord, you know, yeah. or two chords together. Where's the line, you know? I know, it's, man. I don't know who draws it, but it's I'm weird.
1: It is weird. Yeah, things should be a little more sharing. And and I think, like you said, like I think, inspiration kind of comes from some kind of muse or network that's hanging out there in the ether, and it hits us all in different ways. And either kind of, you know, catch it and get like a lightning bolt, you know, of inspiration, or you maybe don't, and you you know. It doesn't catch you at the right time, whatever it happens. Because I think we, I think everybody, every human on the surface has experienced some kind of inspiration, whether they act on it or not, you know, like yeah. me doing this. But the reason I was asking is because, like, for me, I'll listen to the podcast I've been listening to before I started my podcast. But, like, some of the other ones, like Hotshot Wake Up, uh, Anchor Point Podcast, I'm trying to think of other ones that are like I would like to follow, but I don't want to. Because, like, I don't – I want to have this a little longer before I start, like, listening to folks that are in the same – similar field you know they're more fire like focused Mm -hmm. and i think which i think is really good but i still don't even want to like branch out into something that's even in my realm yet before uh, i want to get like 100 episodes or something so i'm like really solid on my way so i don't want to like start like listening to something back when i'm editing it and be like man that really sounds like the hot shot wake up you know like or something you know like that's kind of like similar like whether i bring something into my podcast that's like a maybe like a weird little segment that i didn't have before and i didn't know and i don't notice it and all of a sudden it's like doing whatever you know someone else has been doing and and i started listening to their podcast, and now i'm you know subconsciously snagging their stuff you know something kind of narrowing my uh podcast range i guess or something like that does that make any sense
0: yeah it does um and i guess my thought on that is you know i think inspiration is good though like I look at musicians, or like t- like I said earlier, like Tenacious D, Adam Sandler, these these comedians, and there, it wasn't like I was gonna not listen to them and just yeah. try to like do my own thing. I'd actually listen to them and I'd look at where, like where their punchlines were, where what made their music catchy, what were what were what what were those highlights, those things that I caught, Smart. and then you know like I like almost like I'd use those but put my own creative twist, my own renditions, like. that kind of makes sense like we all i think if we all if we 100 percent tried to copy somebody like we still probably wouldn't copy them because we all have like those differences within us yeah you know and um
1: yeah i'm not them they're not me
0: yeah and so i don't know you do what you do but I, i personally like to to get inspiration from people um and see what they did and then use that uh, but but put my own twist on it.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I'm kind of like I got my airstream and got you know this yeah. setup, and I don't think I don't think it's gonna change that much. I just always worry that I'm just gonna like because I really like w- like what they're doing, but I just don't want to like snag something from them just on accident. <laughs> even you know I don't know. It's probably like I said. It's yeah. yeah yeah. It's probably not gonna happen. But I just you know worry about that kind of a little bit. You know.
0: And yeah, yeah, that's fair.
1: I don't. Maybe one day you know you kind of talked me into a little bit but i'm still still holding out <laughs> maybe for maybe my hundredth episode i'll start i'll, I'll break into the anchor point podcast yeah. and, and the hot shot wake up a little bit more yeah. but yeah man the uh doing something fun though man i think that's so important though you know like even work for the forest service you know like I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't fun you know but back to your travels though i think do you have anything else you want to talk about with the music stuff so
0: no, it's top of my head, I mean, that, that other memory came back and oh. kind of relayed with the copywriting and stuff, oh. you know. But, you know, all those missed parts of stories and developments. So, maybe it'll come back, but I think I'm good for now.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, because that's why I ask, and I try to, like, kind of go back sometimes. Because even for me, like, um, hosting, I'll be like, oh, man, I'm going to test it. A lot of times, usually in the editing, or as I'm driving home, I'll be like, oh, man, I'm going to cover this. So I kind of try to drag my feet when I move on to something else, but, um, but the travels thing—I mean, when did you start traveling? Was it, were you traveling solo like before you got married, or was it like once you got married?
0: Traveling was an interesting one for me. Um, I should probably get some water too. Time out. Yeah, take your time.
1: Go, go your oh yeah, you got you got plenty of cord. It's uh, just like, nice. a slinky cord. Cord. Yeah, yeah. slinky cord. Yeah. Slinky cord. Yeah, I had one of my guests about it off one time, and I was like, well, I should do something better. <laughs> had really short chords before.
0: Yeah, and just because, just uh, I don't know if uh, old Doug, he's going to be listening to this podcast, but he told me not to make any goofy noises, so this one's for you, Doug. <laughs> there you go, Doug. Sipping my
1: water. Yeah. That's what he told you? Was he trying to put the pressure on you or something? The guys, I hate that oh that's <laughs> awesome oh man I love Doug I, I uh, was uh, I was kind of peer pressure him to come on and then like I let off and I was like oh just kidding man but, like, I think he'd be great to have on and so I think he's going to come on after his wedding stuff after Good. he gets settled down yeah. uh, and it's funny though because like uh, you didn't have it so much but even a little bit it seems like when I talk to folks that I think are interesting, they're like ah, I don't have anything to, to give I'm like no man I wouldn't be asking you if I didn't think you were interesting." you know like everyone's got their, their own thing yet that they bring to the table and um, You know, if you were just like, I don't know, I'm, I can't even think of a good example because I think everyone's interesting, but like something that was super bland, I don't know what it would be, but uh, I don't know.
0: Everyone's got a story. Everyone, know? yeah. Maybe if you just like sit and watch too much TV or something, you don't have a story, but then if you like might have a story about the TV. Yeah. You know, what you saw, I don't know. Yeah. Know? Maybe no Relay more, more about, facts. yeah, exactly that's what I was going to say,
1: that. maybe no more about TVs than me and like what makes a good TV these days because I know there's like all these different kinds now, you know, like. What happened to 3D TVs, <laughs> you know? Like, that used to be a yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, I mean, I, I think I could probably find something interesting because, you know, I got a curious brain. Or maybe it's ADD. Maybe it's both. But, so your travels, it, it wasn't, like, how did you get started? Sure.
0: Traveling started... Probably before I was even born. My mom was a big traveler. Oh, like, so uh, so. And I, I guess I could tie into this later, but Built in I know yeah. she, yeah, she liked traveling. She was actually in the Peace Corps in Kenya for three years, Oh, wow. I, I want to say. And I know she did like some traveling in India and things like that. So I think she had the travel bug a little bit. And, um, you know, growing up, we we did some stuff in state, but I was really fortunate and I did a trip to Costa Rica with my family i went to france with my dad he was on a business trip and had a, a family friend that had a kid my age and i just hung out with him and Man, that's cool you know did stuff so kind of a young age um how
1: old are you when you went to costa rica
0: gosh i think i was like middle school
1: oh so you you, think you got good memories of it then right i mean pretty still, good yeah yeah did you see uh toucans
0: in costa rica
1: they don't exist there
0: I can't recall seeing a toucan in Costa Rica, but I was in the Amazon of Peru um, area and uh, saw some toucan. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like macaws and stuff. Yeah.
1: So So interesting. I think all those vibrant birds.
0: Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so traveling was always kind of just, um, it was a thing, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't scared to travel like a lot. I had a little bit of international travel uh, within me growing up, so I was a little bit used to it. Yeah, And it wasn't like I just loved it or anything, but I thought there'd be like cool opportunities to go explore my, my, I think the first time I really left the country by myself was when I went, I had the opportunity to go do some research in, as an undergrad um, mm. and doing biology in Ecuador in the cloud forest Whoa. in a small, small town. How's it going? Um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was called Yaniyaku. I wrote a song about it. That oh, was the biological really? research station. It was it was super cool. And That's the name of the bio.
1: Yeah, say Yaniyaku. That one more time? Yani- it means
0: black water. Um, and And uh, I want to say it's Kichuan. Um but yeah. It's so. Um, it was just a cool research station in the cloud forest, and.
1: You your yard? Hey, no worries. What's happening? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, we're doing no a little podcast right here. How, how you doing? Oh good, oh nice, right on. Yeah, enjoy your evening. The cloud, the cloud forest, you yeah, call it. Yeah, cloud forest in
0: Yanayaku and yeah. me and this other, me and my friend, we were we were in a biology class together, and um, the professor was like, "Hey, you guys want to go help me do some research?" More or less, uh, I think I think it was over the summer, maybe it was the winter. I can't remember exactly when. I think it was summer, but um, we were like, "Sure," and uh, basically the ticket was paid for. Oh, nice. And um, food was most i think food was covered we weren't, you know, we weren't making any money but it was kind of a free trip to do some research and we paid for the class credits we got um and i remember they charged you for alcohol you know we had to buy like things like that but yeah. it was this cool opportunity to just go and our main mission was to go help pin moss and butterflies oh. that were being collected down there so we were in the middle of the cloud forest with these big night lights and white sheets and we all these moss and butterflies are just Hit the hit the sheet, and then we'd go collect them, and put them in these little cups, and then freeze them. Oh, whoa. Um, but it was so cool seeing the diversity. And then we go up to this room, at the this attic place, and then we just sit there and just kind of meticulously pin these moths and butterflies. And we'd send them off to a, a lepidoptera specialist, it was basically like a moth and butterfly caterpillar specialist that's to identify different species, that's new, the first new time. species. Really? Yeah, and um, this time. It was cool.
1: That was the first time I ever heard that word in my life. So <laughs> it took me a while to, like, digest it. I was like, oh, what? I'm glad yeah. to explain it. That's yeah. crazy. Those um, new species though, that, that hadn't been identified by at least modern yeah, humans.
0: as far as I know. I want to say, like, we heard they had a couple of new ones. That's it wasn't weird. a ton. And then they were putting like, a museum. And it was just a cool opportunity to get some experience. And then. Um,
1: Is your name on, like, a research paper then somewhere that's, like. You it know, might partici- be, It
0: might be attached to something along those lines. Yeah, That's very pretty cool, That was, like, a, you know but, no tributer, dad, but yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that's so cool more than most you know
0: yeah why not um yeah. not worried about it it was just fun but that was kind of the first time i did that and then um uh, my 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 current wife she's my girlfriend at the time we both worked at the outdoor program at the school and they did an international trip every summer and i think in the winter and there's a really cool program that basically taught students how to backpack travel internationally It was like, let's get away from being, uh, on the, the resort bus. And, you know, it was like, you're just gonna, here's what you need. Here's your backpack. And here's how to just get around these countries and be relatively safe and, and do it. And the, the, the teacher, he was really great at just, um, working with students and showing them, showing them the ropes. And so they were going to Ecuador, um, like kind of serendipitously. And I think it was maybe because they didn't have a ton of people for that trip. But like my, my buddy Tyler and I who were at the research station were down to go also. So they met us in this little town called Casanga. Wow. Um, yeah. It's part of the Yanayacu song, but uh, that's cool. Um, we met them after our two or three week stint at the research station and we just joined them backpacking. We went all over Ecuador and then we went up into Colombia. Wow. and um, I had to leave early out of Bogota but the rest of the group went up to Panama and they sailed the San, San Blas Islands and did some Weird. other cool stuff you know, like um, that I, I missed out on. But it, whatever it was, what it was I had to do other things. And
1: Man, what an incredible trip, though.
0: Yeah. And so that was really the first time I think that I learned how to do the backpack style tra- traveling. And my wife, that was her passion. Like oh, really? She loved it. Like, uh, she went with the outdoor program to Brazil, but like when we, right when we first met, like we met, we were like, you know, I was like, wow, I, I have this beautiful girlfriend. And then she's like, I'm going to Brazil four weeks. Bye. And I, I don't know what she did down there. You know, it's all a mystery. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, so you guys haven't been together like, that me, long? Maybe we'll, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll come back and still be together. Oh and man. I don't even know she's coming back, but yeah. uh, anyway, uh that so that was her thing more than my thing and i still thought international travel was really cool uh, it's really fun yeah and you sure. know she she always really wrote me into it i think and i was always just down to go yeah um but yeah she's kind of the instigator the initiator yeah. of, uh, of, of a lot of the traveling that that, that we do um
1: that's super cool, man. well, and, like you already had some experience and you're already kind of down for it anyway, so it probably kind of made it easy, you know. Like, where sometimes you see couples, like, one really likes traveling, one is a homebody, so it kind of makes it tough whenever they go somewhere, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: But, I, like, I think they're, you know, the resort life's okay. And it's like, if we if if you just want to go relax, poolside somewhere, it's, it's cool. And, you know, you have to worry about food. It's all, like, a lot of the places are all inclusive, you know, you just stay in the resort. But like, man, if I go somewhere, I, w- I really want to take in what the country is and the landscape and everything else, you know, like, so what, what you guys are doing is, is more of like what I'd be into, I think, you know?
0: Yeah. It's definitely more like uh like an authentic way it's, uh, to see what's going on, like locally, you know, the yeah. resort life, I've done it. I'm not going to say it's not fun. Cause I had a great time. Yeah. Um, it's still super fun, but it's a lot different than kind of immersing yourself in the culture. Yeah. Um, I, bet, I think man. it comes with some more challenges, like you're a little more prone to get food poisoning, you gotta keep your head on your shoulders, you know, like you there are some like riskier things you can do, but you know, if you kinda have an idea of it's a like the analogy I use is if you go down the wrong alleyway in Chicago, you're gonna get jumped. Yeah. Bad things are gonna happen. And it's the same thing in the majority of these countries, you know, if you go down the wrong alleyway in mexico or peru or south africa or whatever same thing but if yeah. you stay in the areas that the locals are and you kind of just have a, a little bit of a, a knowledge and awareness of your surroundings gosh i don't think i've had i can't think of any problems that we've ever had we almost had one issue um it's kind of a funny one but nothing ever happened We backpack style. This is how we used to do it. We don't do it quite as much now, but we used to never even have a place to stay. Oh, really? We'd literally just show up on a bus. Like, we'd hop on a bus and go to a place and have our backpacks, and we'd just walk to, like, different hostels. And we'd walk into the hostel and say, how much? And then they'd be like, this much. And be like, can we see the room? And then they'd show us the room and be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, we'll come back. And then we'd, Mm -hmm. like, go check out another hostel and do the same process. And then be like, which one do you want to stay at? let's do this one and then yeah. you'd also wheel them and deal them because he'd be like this one down here is doing 15 bucks a night like you can guys you know work something out and haggle so that was the whole process we'd use and um sounds pretty good to me yeah I worked almost all the time this one time we were in thailand and we were going to this island called katow and it's like hmm. this ma- massive scuba dive island where everyone gets their shirts and stuff but you had to hop on this boat probably holds like maybe 150 people or so and there was uh a big Indian group of people. It must've been 75% of the, the boat oh, really? ticket spot. Yeah. And they were super late and it was on Christmas Eve. Um, and so they late, they left super late cause they weren't going to don't link leave without all these people. Yeah. And we got to this Island at night and we had nowhere to stay. And, um, things were like kind of closed down. You know, we don't have like service or anything at the time. You're just kind of there and it's night and we, we went to all these hostels and they're all closed or they're all, Ooh. they have no vacancy. And we're like, oh, my God, like, what are we going to do? Almost slept on the beach. But then we went to the scuba dive place that we were going to get our cert at. And we're like, yeah, we're supposed to maybe do some scuba diving here and looking for a place to stay. And this one, I, we went to this bar, and this lady's like, oh, let me call a friend. And um, she hooked us up, and we got a place to stay. But the funny part of that story is later, like a couple weeks later, I'm doing some, like, research about islands and Katao and Thailand, and that island is uh, called Murder Island, Thailand. Oh. Yeah, it was, like, known like for people getting, like...
1: Abducted and killed? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, from sleeping on the beach. And oh. I was like, oh, I, I didn't research that one, you know, like, and we kind of, like, dodge that bullet yeah. maybe, but... Jeez. You know, so you got to just, you know, be a little bit aware, but... Um, yeah.
1: Man, we got we to wrap this thing up on him. We
0: we're about an
1: hour and a half in. Oh, almost. really? Yeah, so we, we can wrap this thing up if you want.
0: Yeah, no worries. Yeah,
1: I didn't know if you... Had, yeah. But if you need to need to be somewhere. I I should have asked you before we started.
0: Seven o'clock.
1: At Seven o'clock? Yeah.
0: We can see. I don't know if it's urgent. We could do a quick pause. Yeah, let's do a quick pause. Let's that do a quick pause. pause. Yeah.
1: Sing it up real quick. Just makes it easy to find the place. A clapper. Yeah, so best way to do her. But um yeah, like I said, my bad I should've should have uh started this off with uh asking if you had any plans this evening. Good so I can kinda uh, cater. You no, know,
0: just dinner. i've been i've been the cooking person just with all the different projects we got going on and stuff so yeah Um, same thing i think yeah no plans really um just
1: stuck on murder island man it was yeah so
0: yeah left off at murder island thailand we ended up getting our scuba dive certifications there and everything worked out but uh it was beautiful
1: besides the yeah super the risk of murder
0: yeah yeah cool place um cool cool place yeah. Thailand in and of itself, the whole thing, the the north is very different than the south. Oh, really? Um, and then the middle, like Bangkok, and it's just a whole different dynamic everywhere you go. We we did four weeks in Thailand. That's cool. And we just kind of went all over uh, and did transportation in ways we never would have thought. Like, we drove up to this area in the north called Pai, and we wanted to get down to this cool white castle, white temple. Oh. And we thought we were going to have to, like, take this, you know, bus down these super windy roads and be like this eight hour adventure and kind of would have been a pain. And we just like happenstance stumble upon this restaurant that's next to this little boating dock. And they have these cool long tail boats I'd never seen before. And we're like, where do these boats go? And they're like, they go to this place. And we're like, isn't that the place we want to go? And we're like, yeah. I was like, how long is the boat ride? And they're like, it's like two hours. oh This is more like as the crow flies, you know, just direct. Like, you guys going now? Like, we're leaving pretty much right now if you want to go. And we're just like, let's go. And That's so cool. we just kind of hopped on and ended up at the white white temple that route. You know, so <laughs> some fu- sometimes funny things happen like that. Um,
1: that was cool. How was the white temple, man? Is it like like a Buddha temple or Buddhist, I mean?
0: Yeah, all the temples are different. Oh, um, really? They have like a white temple and a black temple. And uh, if I want to recall, the white temple was really new oh. and very artistic. I mean, these temples are they're incredible yeah, I, I can't explain them oh. and, and pictures don't do them justice because the meticulous workings of like the architecture oh gotcha. uh, they're just like holy moly they're so cool in the inside i kind of had a modern age it was almost like a modern temple oh. and they had these really interesting like uh artworks on the walls that like had you know modern references like pikachu and batman oh, really? they're all like doing weird stuff and like this is wild we were in Thailand. Yeah, I would not it expect that. It was like that. the modern temple. Yeah. But um, super cool. And like, That's cool. as you're walking over this cool white bridge, there's like this graveyard on all sides um, of like bones and different skulls. But some of them are of like Wolverine's head. Oh, really? Uh, it's hard to explain. It was like, really wild.
1: Like Wolverine from the comic and yeah. movies. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was all white. You know. Oh yeah. Huh. Just, just wild stuff. That's
1: wild, man. That would. That'd be weird because, like, for me, I'm always, like, trying to take in everything all the time. So, all of a sudden, I'm like, what is this going on? What's yeah, going on here? Like, I don't know how to feel about this.
0: Yeah, the White Temple was very different. The yeah. other temples were more, like, kind of, I would say, Buddhist-y, you know. Um, yeah. Kind of had that feel. And and a lot of the temples, too, um, there were religious things going on. where People were, like, meditating or doing any kind of, some kind of thing. Okay. Oh, cool. and, and you're kind of in the background just, like, kind of looking around, so... Each one was a little bit different.
1: Yeah. God, I had to be a lot huh? Like someone's in meditation or something or <laughs> prayer. And like, how's it going?
0: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: they're like, leave me alone. Like, yeah,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. W- were there elephants? I picture elephants everywhere. Are the elephants everywhere or are they just in one part of the country? No,
0: they were not everywhere, but we did go hang out with some elephants. Um, they have more, san- like, more sanctuaries. I think the elephants were actually kind of becoming threatened. Oh. I think people were... T- I I think I can't. Don't quote me, but I, f- I want to say people were taking them down for like tusks and ivory and stuff. Oh, the ivory trade. So right. there was a lot of um, like sanctuaries, and some of the sanctuaries were better than others, and a lot of the sanctuaries made their money off of tourism, people visiting oh. the elephants. So like the really high-end ones took like the best care of the elephants, but you're paying an arm and a leg. And at the time we didn't have a lot of money, so I think we went with kind of more of a mid-grade one. No, I guess yeah. Okay, where it, it was cool and you just got to go hang out with the elephants you get feeding them bananas and oh really yeah i remember we actually walked into this big pond and um you know i, I don't want stereotype australians here or anything like i really <laughs> they're really fun people yeah. is actually what i'll say it's mostly yeah. positive but they're wa- some of them some of them are so wild and we go into this elephant pond that's literally just water and elephant you know shit and yeah. it's just like that's when the Thai guys like start splashing water, like on, uh, on some people and, you know, myself. And I think we had some people from the UK with us. We're kind of like, don't splash me with that water, you know, yeah, but then with the the poop Austra- water. Yeah. The Australian people were just like, started splashing back. And next thing you know, you're like, you're in the splash zone of elephant poop water. And Whoa. it was just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, I remember talking to this Australian girl on an airplane once, and that was her philosophy. She's like, I just go all out and expect to get some weird bug right away, get it over with, and I do whatever I want, you know. Huh. Yeah. That's a better philosophy. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Then you're not, like, at least you're not
1: gardening yeah. away from it, like, worried about it the whole time. I try yeah. to get
0: the weirdest thing right away, you know. Just like, go with it, I guess. Not me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm worried that, that thing would kill me. So, yeah, yeah. Cuz you know, my not trying to get a parasite. Yeah, I don't want to bring anything yeah. home
1: with me. Uh, yeah the guy i jumped with he uh i think it was in africa or something he caught a parasite and like it was wreaking havoc on him the whole time that that i have knew him so i mean it's probably still with him and they hit with like a load of antibiotics and it wouldn't kill it and it's like i don't need that in my life and i think it was in africa so that's why i was always kind of nervous about going to africa
0: yeah africa is a place where you're like he got the macro scale of like elephants and lions that They'll take you down. Yeah. And then you got the micro scale of, like, all these crazy diseases that are mosquito-borne and water-borne and things like that. And
1: Yeah. It's like,
0: everything here could probably kill me. Yeah. Here I am. You know? Yeah. Love the more options to die. Yeah. You
1: know, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, Ugh. Sure seems like it. But but I want to see it, though. I think it's worth it, though.
0: Yeah, when you're, you know, it's funny when you're there. When you're there... You, you think about it sometimes I've I've taken the anti-malarial medication and it, it helps, but there's a lot of resources to treat malaria. And I know there's some malarias that are really bad and they'll hit your brain and it's hard to recover. So yeah, there is, there is some fear, yeah. but you, you know, you can kind of reduce your chances just by the decisions you make and where you go. They usually have, usually can kind of know where the high malaria areas are, oh. um, and that's with any of this travel anywhere you go you know even here in montana right like i carry bear spray that's what right? i was gonna say but bears man like I. it's the same concept you just yeah. gotta know talk to the locals do the research and kind of just know what you're getting into and yeah. have some potential preventative um, be thing. bear aware you know that's yeah. what they say yeah
1: yeah <laughs> well like for me yeah same i you know people kind of ask me about that more often than not is like uh, especially if they're not from here like oh what about bears and they're bears everywhere i'm like yeah, I mean, the population's going up, but I just don't think about it, I guess. You know, like I, a lot of times, you know, especially the smoke jump, you're in the little nowhere, like Idaho or the Bob Marshall. I mean, I saw a giant grizzly track in the Bob Marshall on a trail that we had just walked up, and then on the way back is when we saw the tra- the track. And I was like, it wasn't there on the way up. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that'll, like, kind of push in pause. But then it's like, I don't know, I man, I've been out there so much, so I don't think about it too much. But I'm also not just like, leaving food out you know unless, yeah. you know on top of my sleeping bag at night or you know i'm trying to do all the the bearware stuff you know like this food storage and you know keeping your food away from your camp and all the things you can do to prevent it and you know not having a sticky deodorant right next to you or toothpaste where you know they might go after that too you know
0: exactly and the same concept in africa you just you drink filtered water you know you're, you're aware of like the vegetables you're getting and yeah and you know, i don't eat a lot of salad when i travel internationally oh, I just because of that. potential water residue and things like that yeah but you have your immunizations anti-malarials you wear bug spray and you yeah. know you have you we have a pack of like cipro with us and antibiotics um kind of like a basic med kit and
1: that's smart man
0: you just try to be prepped
1: yeah just kind of get your defense going and then just yeah. try to have a good time and
0: The trips always seem to work out. I know people who have gotten, like, dengue fever. I've gotten pretty sick, like, from food poisoning. Mm. And I had an instance where actually my anti-malarials were, like, semi-paralyzing me. They caused my, uh, like, equilibrium to be off within my ears. And I wasn't able to walk without getting nausea. So, like, that was, like, one of the worst things I've experienced. Um, Where were you? I was in a little island called Rasinga Island in Kenya, actually. Um, Super cool island. And yeah like all of a sudden i i couldn't walk i got to the bathroom i thought i had food poisoning i tried to make myself throw up and do all this stuff but it kept getting worse and i started reading the side effects of the anti-malarial and i was like this could be it and so i stopped taking it for like two days and i started getting better but i literally couldn't get out of bed like i just would like fall over it was so weird I like really appreciate, like, my ear equilibrium, you know? Uh,
1: yeah, I was going to say, that's like um, a nightmare scenario for me.
0: Yeah, you know? I, mean, I was thinking about, like, you know, people who are, like, paralyzed. And I was like, this is, I don't know what's going to happen. And so then it was funny, like, then we're like, all right, well, let's take you to a doctor. And so I finally felt good enough to get up. And the next day, like, right after this, they are like, all right, well, um, are you able to ho- ho- hop on the back of this dirt bike? And I was like, great, like, <laughs> I'm already yeah. nauseous, like, here we yeah. go. So we just dirt bike on the back of some person's dirt bike to go to the doctor and we got um some doxycycline and it's Mm. just a general antibiotic that also helps fight fight off malaria oh um which i like now everywhere i go i get doxycycline and i also feel like you know it's already an antibiotic for and so like it makes me feel like i can eat whatever i want Oh, kind of <laughs> <nice>. yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, it's probably incorrect. Yeah. But, uh, maybe ah. it's going to fight something else. So, but I like it. And I think there's, like, some sensitivities to sunlight and things associated with that. But, well, um,
1: get the sunscreen on. And, you know, if there's a little placebo effect because you have in the confidence <laughs> though, man. So it makes it a little yeah, bit more potent. Who, who, I mean,
0: Who knows? Yeah. So, it's but a good thing kinda there. Kind of just figure it out as you go. And
1: yeah. Well, shoot, man. I I, uh, yeah, kind of want to wrap this up because I don't want to, uh, you know, I want to keep uh, your family waiting and my family waiting. Sounds but, uh, good. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, definitely want to do a part two of your game. Let's do it. Yeah. And then uh, you, social media and stuff, you want to blast out
0: there at all? Not a ton, really. I don't do a lot of social media. Um, and it, I guess I've never really advertised a lot of my, my music. I don't know yeah. why. I think that there's like some hesitancy to just. It's not. It. I don't know how to explain it. Is it.? Uh, um, it's. I mean we, we can shout it out, you know. Like it's if up to if you, you, man. Wanna you, don't, you don't have to. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not a big deal. I think uh, the best one, though, the, the newest stuff is, like, the GIS song. That one's, yeah. like pretty fun, and there's, like, a video with it. I'd love If I can make more music videos, I think things would be good, but, you know. Yeah, that yeah. one's yeah. really good. I want to just check out some goofy material. The band I was in a long time ago was Sherpa Sherpa, like the Mountain Climbers. Yeah. And uh, You can find them on Spotify. Our, our album name was Tasty Waves. Tasty Waves. Um, It's kind of a fun Um. We had a really good lead vocalist at the time that really brought our, you know, really up the level of the music. I think, but um, yeah. that's kind of a fun one. And then my my concept album that was like self-made was co- it's called The Story of Elijah Man. Oh, really? Uh, under the artist name Elijah Man, and it's just a goofy little concept album. Um, I like it though. Little story, and it's kind of fun, kind of cool, is, pretty is goofy.
1: Does it have the the Cloud Forest? Um, yeah, Yanniaki's on there, yeah. and it's
0: like kind of an acoustic version. I would love to redo Yoniaki with some extra instruments, but yeah, it's on there. That's cool, man. My little I'll brother out. actually uh, went did a duet with me on that one. Really? Yeah. That's super cool, we man. We did some harmonies together, and he played some solos on the guitar. Oh, that's super uh, cool, so man. Super fun. Um, and then I, most recently, I too, um, I was over one of the holidays. I got together with my dad and my little brother and brought the studio to Colorado, and we recorded three original songs. Really? I um, made a little, like, um, what's it called? Like a three-song EP almost. Um, you know, I don't think the definition of EP is quite there, but it's like a little three-song album. Oh, and cool. Just three originals, um, kind of fun. is it? about, called Kilotoa Crater, and it's like the adventures to this cool crater. That's like Crater Lake in Ecuador. Oh. The other song is uh, a song called Einstein. It's about a, a tomato worm that uh, I found in the garden. And brought to the classroom i was teaching and we named him einstein i was a math teacher oh gotcha yeah and uh, then the third song is called old man jb and it's like this goofy reference to my little brother i I call him jb you know his name's gabe he calls me elijah wavy you know sibling jokes yeah that's cool uh, him as an old man just trekking down (laughs) (laughs) and playing music um that's cool kind of has like a um led zeppelin influence on that song oh really yeah it's kind of cool um
1: like, i think I'll that's it i like the variety you guys have and i just got one question about that like with the family uh does it flow like does it the music kind of flow a little better like you guys know really know each other you guys kind of <laughs> have been playing a while kind of together but not really together if that makes any sense because you guys were growing up together yeah you know? it's,
0: it's kind of funny that my actually my dad my little brother and i we actually s- like formed this like mini band like yeah. when i was living in hepton oregon i didn't have a lot to do and i just like started playing a lot of covers and learning material and then i could like play live and then dad started playing and my little brother started playing and we just get together and play and next thing you know we can all cover all these songs and have some originals and play and get together every now and then actually play a couple shows oh really like, kind of small yeah and that's um, cool man super cool so when we get together more or less i think gabe my little brother and i um we're like the songwriters um and we just kind of make these goofy songs or we we play covers that we know and then, you know, if he writes a song, I'll kind of tag along. And if I write the song, he tags along, whether it's, like, bass or mando. And then my dad, he mostly does um, kind of fills. Oh. Like, he's a really good fiddle player and oh. a good mando player, and he can sing harmonies. And so he kind of just comes in and joins in on the fun. That's all
1: kind of glue almost. And yeah, that's yeah, so each true. person
0: does their own little thing yeah. and makes it really cool. Um, that's
1: super cool, man. I like the idea of family, man. I mean, that's, like, some of the biggest things I I, I really like. I like, music outdoors, family, like, the the big staples in my life, you know. And it kind of, like, warms my heart hearing that story, man. (laughs) Oh, it's cool. Yeah,
0: it is unique. It is fun um, to to jam. But, you know, I think it's like anything with family, you know. You just, whether it's music or just getting out together and kind of just finding the things you like to do together. Um, Yeah. It's all pretty similar. It's just hanging out doing fun things yeah i and guess like that goes back to the same kind of topic you know what's fun right yeah. and like yeah. what's fun for as many people as you can make it fun for yeah uh, and then you just send it yeah, exactly just send it <laughs> uh, that's, yeah
1: that's a good spot to leave off man uh well i appreciate you and uh, we would definitely gonna do a part two because i feel like we're just kind of scratching the surface on things here
0: sounds good man this has been fun yeah yeah, yeah it's thanks been a for blast. having me
1: yeah thanks for being on i mean that hour and 40 now man that just flew by so yeah I appreciate you coming, and, uh, man, we'll talk again. Thanks, brother. Sounds good. And thanks for tuning in.